You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast. Please enjoy today's show, hosted by a pastor on staff here at East Coast Christian Center. All right, hello and welcome to Morning Breath. This is Brian Moore. I'm one of the pastors at East Coast Christian Center. I'm sitting in today for Pastor Dan, and uh, we are excited that you are with us, whether you're getting this by podcast, whether you're out there on 91.5 FM here locally in Brevard County, or you're getting some other way, some other source. We are thankful to open up the Word of God with you today. I'm in the studio with uh, my best friend in the whole world, my wife, Emily Moore. How are you doing, Miss Emily? I'm doing well. I don't call you Miss Emily much. That's funny. No, it's okay. Only when I'm like begging for something or something. Or on the radio show. On the radio show, yeah. Hey, oh, that's what we're doing right now. Yeah. That's great. And we have Nick in the studio with us. Nick, how you doing over there, buddy? I'm doing well. How y'all doing? Hey, we're doing good. Um, what happens if you hit like all those faders at one time, dude? Nothing. Like, nothing? They're all just dead? Yeah. Dead faders. Dead faders. Nice. dead faders. If you're feeling like a dead fader today, wake up. <laughs> Let's go. It's time to get up because uh, you got purpose in your life. Even if those faders don't, you got purpose. Anyway, we, uh, we are a live not always live, sometimes live, drive time, sometimes not drive time. We are a show that breaks the Word of God open with you. It is morning breath, and we are honored. And uh, I'm just going to kick it over to my wife. Emily, will you tell people how to get on board with this show? Like, what's going on here? Absolutely. You can uh, get our East Coast app if you want to, or you can find us on the website, eccc.us. And you can get information about the church there, about the events we do. Um, you can hear past sermons. You can get morning breath episodes there as well, which is cool. Um, we're also, the church is on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on YouTube. We're all over the place. Um, if you also want to get connected to the show, you could call our, um, call our church offices at 321-452-1060. And then we can email you or use regular mail just to get you the information on the show and how to connect to it or more information about East Coast. Yeah, and of course, with the radio show here, what we do is we open up a Word of God um, by reading a chapter on the air. We read it before we come to the studio, uh, or sometimes we listen to it, whether that's an audio Bible or however you get the Word of God in you. We'll uh, we'll read it, we'll get into it, and then we'll come down here, and uh, we won't prepare a message. We just prepare our hearts. We're just going to talk about what God breathed on as we read it, as mm-hmm. we spent some time in it before the show. And even while we read it here on the air, God breathes on, on the Word of God and it comes alive. And mm-hmm. Anyway, we want to tell you about a couple things going on here around the East Coast. We have a night of worship tonight. That's going to be incredible. It's a time where all of our campuses, where we gather as family and friends together from all of our locations, whether that's the Avenue, that's out in Cocoa, whether that's in Vieira, whether that's on our online community, come together and we worship Jesus together. For about an hour and a half, that starts at 6.30. We do have food trucks that are uh, out in our parking lot out at 5.30. And so we would just encourage you to come, have a meal with some friends and uh, family, and then uh, let's worship God. There'll be a little mini message there and uh, just a bunch of worship and really kind of centering back up, just uh, get back to the the heart of um, our relationship with Jesus and worship. And it's a good time. It's a a a once-a-month thing that really I, I really look forward to, and it's a good time. I'd encourage you to come. We also have a cool event coming up November the 19th. This is East Coast Kids Live. We had postponed. Um, this is the new date. It is the 19th of November from 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. It is a fun family, Woo-hoo. kids, explosive, just in, just incredible time for your family. And there will be prizes. There will be giveaways there. You'll want to sign up. you want to let us know you're coming. You can do that through our website, through the app. And uh, if you don't have the East Coast app, I'd encourage that, too. It's a great way to stay connected to all things East Coast. And uh, if you're not an East Coaster, that's okay. We have events that we'd love for you to be a part of. We are part of the Big C Church, not just a church here locally. We want to uh, we want to gather and have community with believers, followers of Christ, and uh, we're thankful to do this with you. That's what this show is about: is opening the Word, connect with Jesus, and uh, just talk about it. So we've got a lot of verses in this chapter. In John chapter six, 
It's 71 verses. It's going to be yeah, that's just long. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. Word of God. And so I'm going to get you started over there. But uh, I'm in the New American Standard version of the Bible. What you got over there? I got the New King James today. Old Faithful. Yep. It's good stuff. That's All right. Usual. I'm going to have you You read us through 34. I'll pick it up in 35. as a little break there. And uh, I say unto you, Emily Moore, read, ma'am. Okay. After these things, Jesus went over the Sea of Galilee, which is the Sea of Tiberias. Then a great multitude followed him because they saw his signs, which he performed on those who were diseased. And Jesus went up on the mountain, and there he sat with his disciples. Now the Passover, a feast of of the Jews, was near. Then Jesus lifted up his eyes, and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread that these may eat? But this he said to test them, because to test him, for he himself knew what he would do. Philip answered him, Two hundred denarii worth of bread is not sufficient for them, that every one of them may have a little. One of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, said to him, There is a lad here who has five barley loaves and two small fish, but what are they among so many? Then Jesus said, Make the people sit down. Now there was much grass in the place, so the men sat down, in number of about five thousand. And Jesus took the loaves, and when he had given thanks, he distributed them to the disciples, and the disciples to those sitting down, and likewise of the fish, as much as they wanted. So when they were filled, he said to his disciples, Gather up the fragments that remain, so that nothing is lost. Therefore they gathered them up, filled the twelve baskets with the fragment of the five barley loaves, which were left over by those who had eaten. Then those men, when they had seen the sign that Jesus did, said, This is truly the prophet who has come into the world. Therefore, when Jesus perceived that they were about to come and take him by force to make him king, he departed again to the mountain by himself alone. Now when evening came, his disciples went down to the sea and got into the boat and went over the sea toward Capernaum. Now it was already dark, and Jesus had not come to them. When the sea rose because because a great wind was blowing, so when they had rose, when they had rowed three or four miles, they saw Jesus walking on the sea, drawing near to the boat, and they were afraid. But he said to them, It is I, do not be afraid. Then they willingly received him into the boat, and immediately the boat was at the land where they were going. On the following day, when the people who were standing on the other side of the sea saw that there was no one there was no other boat there except the one which Jesus which his disciples had entered, and that Jesus had not entered the boat with his disciples, but his disciples had gone away alone. However, other boats came from Tiberias, near the place where they ate bread, after the Lord had given thanks. When the people therefore saw that Jesus was not there, nor his disciples, they also got into boats, and came to Capernaum, seeking Jesus. And when they found him on the other side of the sea, they said to him, Rabbi, when did you come here? Jesus answered them and said, Most assuredly, I say to you, you seek me, but not because you saw the signs, but because you ate of the loaves and were filled. Do not labor for the food which perishes, but for the food which endures to to everlasting life, which the Son of Man will give you, because God the Father has set his seal on him. And then they said to him, What shall we do that we may work the works of God? Jesus answered and said to them, This is the work of God that you believe in him who he sent. Therefore they said to him, What sign will you perform then that we may see it and believe you? What work will you do? Our fathers ate the manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Then Jesus said to them, Most assuredly, I say to you, 
Moses did not give you the bread from heaven, but my Father gives you the true bread from heaven. For the bread of God is he who comes down from heaven and gives life to the world. Then they said to him, Lord, give us this bread always. And Jesus said to them, I am the bread of life. He who comes to me shall never hunger, and he who believes in me shall never thirst. All right, verse 36. But I said, um, but I said to you that you have, seen, you have seen me, and yet you do not believe. And, the, and that the Father gives me will come to me, and the one who comes to me I will certainly not cast out. For I have come down from heaven not to do my own will, but the will of him who sent me. This is the will of him who sent me, that all that he has given me I lose nothing, but raise it up on the last day. For this is the will of my Father, that everyone who beholds the Son and believes in me will have eternal life, and I myself will raise him up on the last day. Therefore the Jews were grumbling about him, because he said, I am the bread that came down from heaven. They were saying, Is this, um, is not this Jesus, a son of Joseph, whose father and mother we know? How does he know? And he, how, does, how does he now say, I have come out of heaven? Jesus answered and said to him, Do not grumble among yourselves. No one came to me unless the Father who sent me draws him, and I will raise him up on the last day. It, it is written in the prophets, and they shall all be taught of God. Everyone who has heard and learned from the Father comes to me. Not that anyone has seen the Father except the one who is from God. He has seen the Father. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who believes has eternal life. I am the bread of life. Your fathers ate the manna in the wilderness, and they died. This is the bread which comes down out of heaven, so that one may eat of it and not die. I am the living bread that came out down out of heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, they will live forever. And the bread also, which I will give for the life of the world, is my flesh. Then the Jews began to argue with one another, saying, How can this man come how can this man give us his flesh to eat? So Jesus said to them, Truly, truly, I say to you, unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you will have no life in yourselves. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life, and I will raise him up on the last day, for for my flesh is true food, true food, and my blood is true drink. He who eats my flesh and drinks my blood abides in me, and I in him. In the living or as the living Father sent me, I live because of the Father who has uh, sorry. As the living Father sent me, and I live because of the Father, so he who eats me will also live because of me. This is the bread which came down out of heaven, not as the Father ate and died. He who eats this bread will live forever. These things he said in the, in the synagogue as he taught in Capernaum. Therefore many of his disciples, when they heard this, said, This is a, a difficult statement. Who can listen to it? But Jesus, conscious uh, that the disciples grumbled at this, said to them, Does this cause you to stumble? What then if you see the Son of Man ascending to where he was before? It is the Spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. But there are some of you who do not believe. For Jesus knew from the beginning who they were who did not believe, and who it was that would betray him. And he was saying, For this reason I have said to you that no one can come to me unless it has been granted him from the Father. As a result of this, many of the disciples withdrew and were not walking with him anymore. So Jesus said to the twelve, You do not want to go away also, do you? Simon Peter answered him, Lord, to whom shall we go? You have the words of eternal life. We have believed and have come to know that you are the Holy One of God. Jesus answered them, Did I myself not choose you, the twelve, and yet one of you is a devil? Now he, he meant Judas, the son of Simon Iscariot, for he, one of the twelve, was going to betray him. Ah. Men. Men, wow, lots to be uh, lots to be spoken of a here. Lot of uh, there's there. a lot. There's a lot of words. There's a lot of stuff. There's a lot of story here. 
Uh, but yeah. I'm thankful that this is not just story, that this is not just another, um, you know, page in a, or a few pages in a book. This is the life of Jesus. This is real life. Uh, this is the Gospels. This is John, uh, one of the disciples who, you know, wrote all this, who witnessed all this, who shares all this. And we get to live out and really study and get to know a little bit about the character of God um, because of how he handles some of these real accusations or questions. And like, you know, what is this all about, Jesus? Like, how could you, how dare you say that, you know? And uh, I don't yeah. know, there's a lot, there's a lot going on in this chapter. I would, uh, I would love to hear what, you know, kind of stuck out to you and uh, there's several things here that I could speak of, but I, I'm I'm interested. What what stuck out to you over there? Um, I guess there were several things that stuck out to me as well. Um, the first thing that really um, came alive to me was in verse five. Um, it says, "Then Jesus lifted up his eyes and seeing a great multitude coming toward him, he said to Philip." And I just thought, Jesus lifted up his eyes and he saw all these people coming, and he saw the need. And I thought. We do that. We see the need. Yeah. We lift up our eyes and we see the need. It you know it doesn't take any sort of supernatural unction or inkling to lift up your eyes and see a need. We do that all the time. Um, but when Jesus looked at it, he saw a supernatural solution, and he's talking um, he's talking to the disciples here and. He's just like, hey, so what do you think? I mean, it says in verse five that he lifts up his eyes and he sees the need. Um, and then it says he saw the great multitude coming toward him. He said to Philip, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? And then Philip is not looking for a supernatural solution. He immediately is looking for a natural solution. And I just thought, what do I do? when I lift up my eyes and I see a need, whether it's in my own life or in somebody else's life, do I immediately look for a natural solution or do I look for a supernatural solution? It's not supernatural to see the need, but it is a supernatural thing to seek out an answer for that problem or a, um, a solution or a provision for that need by a supernatural means. Um, yeah, so that really that really struck me. And I also thought it's interesting how Jesus says, it says he gives thanks for what they have there. They don't have "Quote unquote enough food to feed yeah. five thousand people," but it says he gives th- he gives thanks for what he does have, and he trusts God for the rest. It, and I just thought, man, he sees the need, he believes God for a na- for a supernatural solution, and he gives thanks for what he does have right there in his hand. And I just thought some of us might need a creative breakthrough yeah. because the because the natural solution just isn't there. But God specializes in creative breakthroughs, whether it's a it could be any sort of need, anything that's stressing us out that I can go, um, God, I lift up my eyes, I see the need, and I'm believing you for a creative breakthrough and just telling him what I need. Lord, I need this. I need breakthrough in this area. I need breakthrough in this healing. I need breakthrough in this relationship. I need some I need some sort of supernatural breakthrough. And I can't find a solution by natural means, but I'm trusting you to provide for this thing by supernatural means. So that really struck me this morning. Yeah, I think it's I think it's interesting that, that Jesus, it's not like he didn't know what the need was going to take. Like, it's not like he looked yeah. up and was like, oh, man, uh, yeah, I, I, I hope that, like, we can figure this out somehow, right, yeah. in the natural. He fully knew that, you know, for the, the mass of people that was going to be there, what it was going to take. I mean, this is God. This is like, you know, oh, yeah. there was certainly a knowledge of what, what it was going to take. And yet he actually asks the disciples, like, like he goes, hey, Philip, uh, what, what do you think here? You know, like yeah. he engages 
natural humanity into the process of going, hey, super cool. I want to do something here. What do you think we could do, Philip? You know, and I just like the leadership principle in that of like Jesus going, hey, yeah. I know the answer. I know what it's going to take. But Philip, what do you think, right? And yeah. I just think about discipleship and the value of discipleship, the value of helping somebody else kind of grow in ministry, quote unquote, or grow in life. And, you know, whether that's understanding how to be a dad or understanding how to be a grown up, you know, like we have four kids at home and, you know, we're, we're raising our kids to go and be successful outside of the home. And so there comes a point in life where our 18 year old daughter, we, we have to let her make some decisions. Like, and so I don't know, Rachel, that's our daughter's name. I don't know, Rachel, what do you think the answer might be? You know, no one, I fully know, and I could give an answer to a solution or to a problem because I'm dad. And I, I, I could see, like, I've been through this. I know how these things go. I've watched other teenagers. I've watched other situations, but I'm actually giving responsibility away in that process and helping her grow up and helping her learn what it, what is possible, what are the options, and starting to think about yeah. having to think outside of just letting Jesus. Like, Jesus fully could have fixed the problem. Jesus could have done it all, and Jesus could have just walked through three and a half years of ministry with a bunch of crowd behind him and going, look at me, look what I could do. But he, that wasn't his style. His style was, I'm going to divest or I'm going to give away the knowledge, the wisdom that I have, not as, as it was going to deplete him. He actually had so much in the abundance of it to go, I'm going to give away leadership to some other people so they can think differently about what they see. And, and leadership is really about seeing differently. You're out there and you might see lack today. You might see five loaves and two fish. And you, there is no way that five loaves might be not your finances. It may not be five loaves of bread or two fish in your refrigerator. It might be peace. There's just not enough. I just, there's no, there's not enough joy. There's not enough relational equity to make this marriage work. There's just not enough. And all the not enoughs you see in the natural. But what leadership does is leadership sees it and has a different answer than the norm. And where do we get those answers? Well, we get those answers supernaturally from the King of Kings and Lord of Lords by the Spirit of God that lives on the inside. It's the same place Jesus got the answer yeah. was by the Spirit of God. He got to walk this out and go, okay, let's partner together. And there might be a resource close to you. There might be somebody right beside you. In this situation, they find a boy. In other situations, it was somebody's boat or it was somebody's tomb that Jesus ended up in. There's so many things that we see in Scripture. There was somebody else and there was always partnership. This was not life alone. And I just want to encourage you, don't try to do it alone. You can't do it in your strength. There's not enough. This boy with his five loaves and two fish could not have done it by himself. Yeah. Philip couldn't do it by himself. Jesus couldn't do it by himself. But together, they're better. And we're better together. Yeah. I think that um, that the next time that Philip went through something yeah. where he had a need, how Jesus' um, voice must have been ringing in the back of his head. Philip, what do you think? Yeah. Philip, what he said, where shall we buy bread that these may eat? It's like, well, Philip, what do you think? Yeah. I think that Philip, the next time he had a need, is probably going to think back to that. Yeah, that's good. What supernatural solution is there here? I think it's cool that you say Jesus engaged him because Jesus is engaging us this yeah. morning yeah. and he's prompting us this morning because surely we're going to see another need. By oh, the yeah. end of the day, somebody is going to see a need. Probably everybody is going to see a need by the end of today and hear Jesus' voice in the back of your mind going, what do you think? Yeah. And we go, Jesus, I think you got this. And there was more than enough. There was leftovers. There was fragments. Like there oh, was yeah. extra, right? Problem. Like it wasn't even close to enough. Like yeah. it wasn't like, hey, we're just going to barely scratch it together and we'll get it done. When there was God's provision in this process, there was so much, there was an abundance and there was an abundance and people have preached all sorts of things about how much abundance there was and how many baskets and why there were so many baskets and all the things. And you can go study that out and you can look at that. But there is 
way more than enough. Like, yep. And that's how the kingdom of God works. There's always going to be more than enough. I, I'm rel- reminded of Galatians uh, where it talks about the fruit of the spirit of you know, love, joy, and peace, and patience, and kindness, and goodness, and faithfulness, and self-control. And then it says, against these things, there is no law. There's no limit. There is an abundance of all those things when we walk in the spirit. The problem is we walk in the natural, and we live in a natural world, and we see a lot of natural things, and our natural is always less and less and less it's deteriorating the natural world is deteriorating leave a car out for a while leave something out in a pasture or out in a field or out in your front yard here in florida that salt (laughs) that humidity you're going to see rust you're going to see deterioration our bodies deteriorate we have to do something supernatural and press into that i like the supernatural that in the next section of, of this passage of jesus walking on water i thought it was a very interesting um statement here that they had rode, you know, three or four miles. And, you know, here comes this ghost. They weren't sure it was Jesus. And uh, it says they were willing to receive him in the boat. And then it says, and immediately the boat was at land, which they were going. I wonder if, I don't know how far across it was. I didn't do the research on this this morning, see how far across it was, but they had rode about three or four miles. I wonder if actually the distance across, I wonder what that distance across was, but it's interesting that once he got in the boat, boom, they're there. How many times have we been like, oh, we're doing it in our own strength and oh, we're just trucking along and oh and then we go jesus help me wham it just happens right and boom it just gets done and you're like how did is it that easy no it's not always that easy i I don't want to paint a picture that we just get jesus in the boat and everything's great and it's perfect and we're all going to be wonderful and we're going to get where we're trying to go and all of our all of our dreams come true and we you know it's like the magic genie or something that you're like oh just do this and it's going to be all better that's not what that's not what i'm saying but i am saying it's a supernatural thing again where jesus gets in the boat and bam they're there you know and immediately and I just wonder, where am I rowing? What am I doing where I'm just working and striving? And Jesus sees my striving. Jesus sees my work. And he looks over and goes, let me get in there with you. It's good. Let me get in there with you. And Amen. would we just give him a crack? We give him somewhere to get in there and work alongside us and, you know, actually rest alongside us because it's better with Jesus in our boat and Jesus in the process with us. And, you know, we just, we can get really, and, and, I'm as guilty as anyone. I'm as guilty as running hard. I could run hard and hard and go and go and go. But you know what? It's going to be a lot easier if Jesus is just in the in the dynamic with you. And it wasn't like they were trying to keep Jesus out of the dynamic. They didn't even yeah. know it was an opportunity. They didn't know it was a possibility. But yeah. boom, he's in it. And all of a sudden, it really changed the dynamic. Oh, yeah. Oftentimes, I, I just don't think. Yeah. I just don't think, oh, I need to invite Jesus into my boat. It just doesn't occur to me until I'm really stressed and finally... I cry out to Jesus and I'm just like, oh, oh, maybe I should have remembered for a minute that I'm a Christian. I should ask Jesus to get into the boat and help me get to the other side of this problem. Yeah. And when we do that, it's amazing that the peace does come. It and does. That, you know, that suddenly there is some joy in the process and that there's just a difference. There's such a difference in doing it with Jesus than doing it alone. Again, we're better together with Jesus or with others. It's just better. We're going to take a break. We'll be right back. You are listening to the Morning Breath Podcast from East Coast Christian Center. We will be back shortly after we thank our sponsors. At East Coast Christian Center, we are building a life-giving church that lasts. We are one church in many locations with campuses in Merritt Island, Vieira, Coco, and an online campus that you can attend from anywhere. Here at East Coast, we value each generation and work hard to ensure that no matter what age or stage of life you're in, there's a place for you in our family. You weren't meant to do life alone, so come and find your church home with us. You can plan your visit or get more information online at eccc.us. 
Barfield Contracting and Associates is a fully licensed and insured roofing and building contractor. They are located in Cocoa Village, but service all of Brevard County and surrounding communities. They also offer military and senior discounts and free estimates and appreciate every opportunity they are given. 321-454-4531. That's 321-454-4531. Barfield Contracting, treating you like family. The world desperately needs strong, faithful, and equipped believers ready for battle right now. ECCU provides high-quality instruction at a fraction of the cost of other Christian universities. At ECCU, you will learn who you are, whose you are, and know how to practically exercise the tools God gave you. We offer associates, bachelors, masters, and doctoral programs in theology and Christian ministry. Our number is 321-452-1060. That's 321-452-1060. Extension 102. Find more information at eccuequipped.com. Are you a young adult between the ages of 18 and 29, seeking community and an opportunity to press into the Word of God on a deeper level? Join us at Mezzanine, Sunday nights at 7. Experience powerful and impacting messages alongside like-minded individuals that are passionate about pursuing the heart of God. Visit mezzanine.church to get plugged in. Hi, I'm Scott Langston. I'm a broker associate who has specialized in commercial real estate for the past 27 years. I sell real estate for Remax Elite. I give free broker price opinions to anyone selling real estate. If you are looking to buy or lease real estate, I will represent you at no cost to you. My phone number is 321-403-1111. My website is scottlangston.com. Go out and make it a great day. Pineapple Garden Assisted Living and Memory Care Community, located in Rockledge. Affordable care with daily activities and a friendly 24-hour staff, making sure you or your loved one is safe and secure. Find them online at pineapplegarden.com. For over 30 years, CB Plumbing has been a family-owned and operated business that is dedicated and proud to serve the Brevard County community. CB Plumbing offers both drain and sewer line cleaning for commercial and residential. CB Plumbing for all your plumbing needs. 321-783-6000. That's 321-783-6000. Customer satisfaction is their guarantee. Welcome back to the Morning Breath Podcast. Lean in as the pastors finish the show with their final thoughts. All right, just uh, as we're in closing here, I wanted to look at another verse. It's, I mean, there's 71 verses here. There is so much that we could talk about. We could actually spend a week maybe in this one chapter, but yes. we're not going to do that. We're going to jump to 60, verse 63 in closing. It says, it is the spirit who gives life. The flesh profits nothing. The words that I have spoken to you are spirit and our life. And I just would ask you today, and this is a challenge to me as well, what has God spoken to me? What is What have I seen in the Word of God that maybe I saw and I was supposed to do something about, and I just set it aside, and I didn't do it? This is saying that what what I have said is there's, there's profit here in what I've said. The Spirit of God gives life. And is there an area where you're like, man, I know I was supposed to do that. I know God spoke to me. I, I know I saw it, and I just Set it aside. I want to pick that thing up today. I want to pick it back up, and I want to go, you know what? Amen. And that could be a dream. That could be bigger than just a thing. That could be bigger than like, hey, i got to go by the grocery store, or i got to go do this this thing, take the clothes to the cleaner or something. This could be a dream that you set aside that you know was God-breathed, that you know you were supposed to do this thing either in ministry or in a community that just maybe been a natural 
Like, well, I'm not talking supernatural, spiritual, like, oh, I'm supposed to work at a church and grow up and go to the seminary and all that. I'm saying maybe God breathed in your heart one day about doing something radical that would just, you were scared of and you were timid or you, you kind of held back. And I would just say, you know what, pick that thing up for a minute and go, God, would you breathe on that? What were you saying about that? Because he says that I have spoken to you are spirit and they are life. And there is life-giving things that God wants to do through you and through me. And as we do all those things together, communities are different, states are different, nations are different. Amen. And we could change the world right from where you're sitting today, whether that's in a car, whether that's at your office, whether that's you know somewhere else today, however you get this, ask God, what is it you're breathing on? What did I set down? I want to pick that thing back up. God bless you guys. Have an incredible day. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of the Morning Breath Podcast. If you did, we would love for you to give it a thumbs up and share it with a friend. To follow along with our daily chapter list and for quick access to East Coast podcasts, events, and more, download the East Coast app. It's the best way to stay connected with everything East Coast. We would also love for you to join our online community. Just search for East Coast Christian Center on Facebook and Instagram. Thanks again for listening to the Morning Breath Podcast.